Selem King is a content creator and a visual storyteller with a mission to inspire people to do the things that inspires them. On this episode of the podcast, we go deep into understanding the life of a creator, the basic things you need for career growth, and why telling your progress story is more important than your success story. You know, people think you should only talk about certain things after you've experienced success or if you have a clear solution, but then life is actually not that simple. It's not always A to B, it's not always white and black. So waiting till you have everything figured out before you start to share before you start to talk about certain things that's really limiting and that's the reason why a lot of people will not tell their stories and that's sad so we need to change that you might have noticed that this episode was recorded off the studio so you might notice a change in the audio quality please bear with me i'm working on it to make it better so thank you so much for watching and um, enjoy the podcast when i started the podcast in february um I was making a list and as part of those lists, I remember I added your name to the first five. Wow. In my mind, um, it was you, Fisayo Fushido and a couple of other people. And while I was thinking of everything at that particular time, the only that kept coming to my mind was, how sure are you that you get these people? <laughs> and just something was just in my mind like, okay, just start from somewhere yeah eventually yeah. you find your way to work up with these people and get them to come and i'm so glad this is happening right now so thank you so much for coming and thank you for doing this my pleasure all right so um, can you just introduce yourself in well whichever way you feel you need to introduce <laughs> yourself what you do and everything about you okay. my name is Sarah king i'm a content creator and visual storyteller i create content majorly in video form my mission is to inspire people to do the things that inspire them uh, okay. i want to reach out to mostly people between the ages of 18 to 25 and 25 to 34 too most of the people within these ages have kind of the same problems you know uh people who've left school and want to pursue something different from what they've studied okay. people who have creative passions that their families don't necessarily support or understand you know those kind of problems and that's those are the things i talk about but from the point of view of someone who's going through them too, rather than someone who's saying when I was your age, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think I understand that. Um, I realized that most millennials don't really understand themselves at the beginning of life. Yeah. Until it's almost too late, mm-hmm. just like most of our parents. And every time I try to explain to them that this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. they don't really understand. Yeah. I, I keep having this issue with my parents, explain to them what I do. And, <laughs> but for you, like, how are you able to get them to understand what you do? Tell me about it. Uh, well, I always wanted to teach. Okay. I think my parents knew that. Uh, but I was seeking physical platforms to teach. So I was looking for people to mentor me, coach me, so okay. I could gather people in physical places and teach them about stuff. But I was 19 years, 20 years old. What did I want to gather <laughs> people to teach them about, you know? So it was, it was weird. So my parents saw it as more of a long-term thing that I was going to go to school, study, have a master's degree and go into lecturing. But I started doing it on social media. I just, took out my phone, borrowed my friend's ring light out. <laughs> I started making videos for my room and putting it out. And it turns out people actually resonated with a lot of the stuff that I put out. So that was it for me. They still don't fully understand it. They still don't get how I make money out of <laughs> <laughs> doing what I do. But, you know, I just try and 
help them see that i'm not i'm not into crime like it's legit yeah that's true <laughs> and that people's lives are actually being changed i'm actually making an impact you know i tell them oh i hit 10,000 followers today oh i hit 15,000 followers they don't understand you they're like yay congratulations <laughs> you know so that's it all right that's good like for me now um i remember when in january when i mm-hmm. wanted to start the podcast that was when i came across your account yeah and i think the first few videos there was one particular one that talked about your friends like um things your friends don't want you to like think uh, on behalf of your friends remember mm-hmm. that video mm-hmm. yeah and then there was one about um just start like don't wait for anything and yeah. that immediately helped me really get to a, a point where i just told myself you don't really need all these big things to create just yeah. start from the little ones and then i started doing audio um audio talks about branding yeah remember a particular post at one midnight i mentioned you in the post that um this post was inspired by you yeah and then everything just grew from there and when i look back at this particular episode it kind of has a connection to you and that particular talk that day and i was like okay so if people can really start doing more of this you know inspire others through what you do to even be better for themselves then we eventually would get to a very good place as a creative community as a nation yeah. i think it's very important yeah. so what's your stand on people you know going out of their way to create things that help like that that make them happy because one of your major goals is to inspire people to do, do things, things that inspire, inspire them. them so well the, the way i see it, you never know the ripple effect okay right you never know the ripple effect of deciding to inspire someone i mean you never know the result you never know the end result you never know the problem you're solving in the moment and six months from now when someone will come in contact with your content and you don't even see the comments where they talk about their experience it just passes you by but it has an impact for example in february i didn't know you but over time you know i've seen your work and it has resonated with me personally but i did not know that you had connected as far back as february but so the fact that you never know how far it goes, it could, it could mean so much to someone else than you. It may be something that came very naturally to oh. you. One design that just took you five minutes or 10 minutes, you know, but to someone else, it was life changing for them. It was like a turning point, just coming in contact with that thing that you decided to put out. So it's why you never, you should never really stop. You should never really hold yourself back. And one thing I say a lot is, your progress story or your success story is not as important as your progress story because you know our success story can only be told when we have succeeded yeah yeah, right but our progress story happens every day and a lot of people don't know it but your progress story probably inspires more people than yeah that's true because people can actually relate to it what is happening at the moment exactly because um most of the videos i do on youtube and all these places are things i'm still going through Mm -hmm. or i just you know got out of Mm -hmm. for example i talked about anxiety some weeks ago Mm -hmm. and in february in june july i had severe anxiety and burnout that i couldn't even create 
So I went, I stopped my podcast for almost two months. Yeah. Because that period was very terrible for me. And at the moment I was going through that, I started to talk to some friends and I realized that these guys are going through exactly yeah. the same yeah. thing. You know, people think you should only talk about certain things after you've experienced success or if you have a clear solution. But then life is actually not that simple. It's, it's not always A to B. It's not always white and black. So waiting till you have everything figured out before you start to share, before you start to talk about certain things, that's really limiting. And that's the reason why a lot of people will not tell their stories and that's sad so we need to change that yeah we need to so uh how have you seen the progress from what you do right now to the invention like i'm sure you have a plan and a goal for what you want to do for your life so like what you like where you are currently do you think it's leading you to that place yes it is it is um like i said at the beginning my mission is to inspire people to do the things that inspire them the things that they are afraid of the things they think uh they don't have enough gear or they they don't have enough equipment to start <laughs> yeah. to do it. i want to inspire them to do it now and that's something that i have seen happen with all the work that i put out it's always a is I consider it a rare privilege to be able to reach out to so many people, you know, on a level that affects their life. Mm-hmm. Not just, they're not just entertained. That's it. No shade to anyone who entertains, but they're not just entertained, but they are changed. They make better decisions. Okay. They make better moves. So that's something that's important to me. My big dream is to over time build alternative teaching and learning systems, right? Okay. Where, uh, because school, sort of taught us what to think but not enough of how to think and that's something that i have a problem with i my dream is to build systems where teachers teach in ways that their students want to listen to they communicate effectively and that learners learn because they want to not because they need to not because there's an exam do you understand so in all my class in all the classes that i take i create the modules and courses on a need to know basis so there's no unnecessary information. There's no, at the beginning, definition of storytelling. <laughs> you no, know, you can get that from Google. It's yeah. on a very, it's on a very hands-on level, on a need-to-know basis, where you can, like, start applying this evening and give a result by tomorrow, you know. So that's something that's really important to me and that I'm already making my life's work. All right. Oh, that's awesome. So talking about school now, um, what's, where did you use school? What was your background? I went to Madonna University. I studied economics. I don't like, <laughs> I was terrible at it. Wow. Yeah. So I think I was in year three when I realized I had made a mistake, but it was too late. I was just going to finish, you know, make my parents proud. But, <laughs> but I found a way to finish. I was in school in my final year. That's when I discovered that I had a passion for teaching. I okay. discovered that when I was, when I'm reading a book, the way I would make sense of what I'm reading is by imagining myself teaching someone. Okay. Or I would imagine myself in a conversation like this, explaining it to someone. It's just how I made sense of things. So I, ha- I knew I wanted to teach people and I knew it wouldn't be economics. <laughs> So at the time, people would ask, say, what do you want to do with your life? And I want to teach. Like, teach what? And I was confused. Exactly. (laughs) So it put me in a very weird spot because it's like you understand your passion, but you're unable to communicate your passion. It's a really weird place. And if there's anyone listening who's like in that place now, it does get better. Don't, don't let that stop you. If you know there's something you're passionate about, keep pushing. You'll find something at some point. So that was it for me. Uh, that, 
part of me that loved to teach did not find expression until Instagram. Hmm. You know, until I started to make those videos on my phone and just put them out. Yeah. That's like um I read something in I can't remember whose book it is now. Um and it said understanding is being able to explain something that you've maybe learned or the knowledge you've received somewhere and then explain it in your own words that that's the only way you can know something because yeah. if you can't really explain it in your own words then that means you don't know that yes, thing so yeah einstein said if you can't explain to a six-year-old then you don't understand to yourself <laughs> uh, i'm very sure six-year-olds will see your content and can really resonate because yeah. it's very simple there yeah. are normal words everybody knows you mm-hmm. know one thing that gets me a lot is when i go on youtube and i see um like you you said it in your video once a 20 minutes video and the point is at the 13 minutes yeah that's unfair <laughs> like you waste people's time you yeah. don't give, give them the opportunity to even want to come back and see your content mm-hmm. but still we are in a world where people still go back to those kind of content have you realized that so uh here's what i've noticed with a lot of those kinds of content when you go to the comment section on youtube you see someone who puts a who volunteers and puts a timestamp. Mm-hmm. like if you want to cut through the Okay. 30 minutes of unimportant information watch watch stuff from here so if you don't respect people's time they will help themselves respect their own time okay. right so i think as a content so there's a content creator i follow who include who he includes those timestamps by himself okay because he understands that not everyone has 20 minutes to spend on his video so he's like at minute five this is what i talk about at minute 10 this yeah, is I've what seen I videos about. like that you understand and i respect that and i think that's that's one way to show your audience that i have content and i want you to listen to me but i also want to listen to you so it's important for you to put content that makes your audience feel listened to and just putting out whatever number of hours you want to put out without consideration for your audience time, I think that's inconsiderate. And I think content creators can do better in that regard. Thank you so much for that. So I've had questions a lot from my audience and they keep asking, um, so Timaji, you do these things. Do you think anybody can do it? And it happens almost every time. Mm-hmm. Questions like that, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to start doing this, I want to start doing that, but I don't think I'm creative enough to do these things. Yeah. And recently you had a session at um, Carrywise about yeah. everyone is creative. Yeah. So can you just talk about that very briefly? Because the thing is, um, I'm a Christian and mm-hmm. God created everybody mm-hmm. and God is creative. Mm-hmm. You can't hide a fact. So yeah. for God to have created everyone, then that means there's a measure of creativity in everybody. Yeah. But then do you think there's a place where, you know, maybe it's dead or it's eating or something like for you to just wake it up mm-hmm. or is everyone creative? I think that's a question. Yeah. So um, I think I should answer the question by starting with this. First of all, creativity is not the same as creative professions. Okay. So when people think of creativity, they think of arts, the, mu- the music, photography, stuff like that those are expressions of creativity those are creative professions that's not creativity creativity can find expression in literally anything as long as you have a brain okay. you understand now i have a problem with people looking at your work and saying i want to do what Dimage is doing because every human being has a different set of circumstances experience education exposure that gives them a unique perspective different from what anybody else has 
so the perspective you have on life no one else has it you have that unique perspective that is unique to you because of the combination of circumstances that you have so everyone should find the beauty in their combination of circumstances and use that right in the talk i had at career wise i had to explain that creativity can be applied to whatever you do whether you're an accountant it's about making connections it's about pulling on different familiar elements and combining them in a way that people haven't thought of before so it's really not about creating something new people put pressure on themselves to be creative when they feel like they need to create something new something nobody has ever done before <laughs> yeah, that's true. but in fact that's you don't really need to do that you need to take different things that people already know people already are familiar with but then combine them in a way that they haven't thought about before yeah. everyone applies this chefs apply this to understand that's yeah. how they come up with new recipes different kinds of uh professions apply this rule of just combining familiar elements in a in an unfamiliar combination and that's what creativity is about ultimately if you have a brain if you have had experiences bad experiences good experiences if you had problems before that some overcame you and some you overcame if you have all of that and just put them together you, you can be creative so i think it's more of um reinventing things yes and experiences yes yes because i think most content we see today that actually valuable has been mm-hmm. like we're born out of experiences, mm-hmm. research, yeah. and I don't think experiences alone can actually give you value. No, no. Because it, what if someone else has gone through something like that and then you study that person's life and mm-hmm. then you discover that, okay, there are similarities between what I'm going through and this person. Yeah, that mm-hmm. helps you come to a conclusion that, okay, this is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. This is what can actually help people. Yeah. So uh, I always have a problem with people who, um, push out content they themselves haven't applied yeah because yeah. i've experienced so much i, I explained out some time ago <clears throat> in i think march when i was all about just let me create and i started doing things that i haven't applied these things to my life like yeah. I, I made some videos about um time management or some other things yeah. and me myself <laughs> i still wake up late i don't keep to yeah. appointments and all these things mm-hmm. and i stopped myself as open i'm like look you can't keep deceiving people. Yeah. Even if people are taking it and it's helping them, you yourself, you need help because yeah. you don't apply these things to your life. So yeah. I stopped. Yeah. And I said to read books and study people to yeah. actually help me. So um, are there resources you've actually like given yourself to that has really helped your growth so mm-hmm. far? Uh, one person who I know uh, whose content I have jumped into a lot is Donald Miller. Okay. He wrote the book Building a Story Brand. And the central idea of the book is every brand has a story. Every story has a hero. The hero of your brand story is not you. It's your customer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, Seth Godin too. Oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've dived into Seth Godin content. And lastly, Andy Stanley. Okay. So I, yeah. I love Andy Stanley because of how he communicates. He he communicates in a way that doesn't make assumptions about his audience. He lays everything bare, like he's talking to three-year-olds. And that's something that's admirable because he has thousands of people, tens of thousands of people listening to him every week. And yet he presents the information in that way. So that those are three people whose content I listen to all the time. All right. So are there recommendations you have for people who intend to go into... um, I don't know anything they're trying to go into, like mm-hmm. things they should look out for before they start. Because uh, in my field design, I've seen a lot of people 
you know, jump into it. I'm inclusive too. Mm-hmm. You just jump into it without really doing research on, oh, mm-hmm. what are the roadblocks to look out for? What are mm-hmm. the issues that, you know, that are common to these places? So like, do you have steps or tips you have for people who want to start something from nothing, but then they're still quite confused on what to do yet? So when you're about to start, if you spend too much time look, looking at or analyzing what the roadblocks could be, you will probably not move. Okay. So it's important for you to look at the roadblocks or just not look at the roadblocks. But what's most important is that you move, right? You will find them as you go. And one thing I've discovered about um, creative passions is a lot of times the creative passion you have at the beginning may not be the one you end up with or may not be the one you make the most money out of may not be the one you spend the most part of your life pursuing a lot of times one serves as a segue into another one you know uh, but I advise that if, if you have a creative passion, like some people have multiple passions and then they feel, they feel like something's wrong with them. I normally advise them to try everything, you know, whatever opportunity you get to let anything find expression, try it, let it find expression. So you will know from experience that I don't think I, don't like really, I, yeah, <laughs> I, don't think I really want to do this, you know, or you know that, okay, I like this one, but I don't want to do it as a business. I'll let it be a hobby. Okay. You know, or you find another one and say, okay, I want to do this one, but once in a year and just for a certain kind of client. This is the one I want to do every day of my life. You know, it's important for you to try. If you don't try, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You just listen to people who are like, ah, there's money in photography <laughs> <laughs> or uh, design is hard. You know, yeah. you shouldn't just listen to what people say about certain professions. You should definitely take counsel. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm bashing. You should definitely take counsel, listen to people who have gone ahead of you, but experience is also important. So as much as uh, you need to learn from other people's experience, for some, you need to you need to have a personal experience to, to be able to decide which way to go. All right. So um, over the past six, seven, okay, let me say nine months that mm-hmm. you've been doing this actively, uh, what's been your most interesting? Eleven. Eleven. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Okay, that was January. Yeah. yeah so, January. what's been your most cherished moment in this entire journey? <laughs> I know there might be much. There are plenty <laughs> of them. <laughs> well, I don't have any single moments. Um, I think my most cherished moments are when people show up in the comment section. Mm-hmm. So every time I put out a video, uh, people sh- come and comment comment in the comment section. But it's not like. It's not like every other. Yeah, it's not like the regular spam. Just see yeah. emojis and rest. Yeah, it's people who are who listened. It's people who are affected, and it's people who are passionate about community. Because uh, sometimes I'm not there to like reply comments because I have other things to do, and there are people replying other people's <laughs> comments, and it's like a chat room in yeah. the comment section. So that's really beautiful to watch because. It reminds me that it's not about me. Mm. It's about the community. And if I ceased to exist or if um, I wasn't like the central point of the community, the community w- would still be able to be there for themselves. And that's like, that's really important to me. So every time when people show up in the comment section, it, it gets to me, it gets to my heart. I, I'm reminded that community is everything after all. Mm. I think community is very important because yeah. without it, like 
nobody's on Instagram, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know why I think community is like really important for the Nigerian creative because the majority of Nigerian creative have families who do not understand what it is they do. Yeah. And even for the ones that understand, they are still trying to get you a job because they feel like what you're doing is not a real job. You know, like NMPC is recruiting. Like, <laughs> have you applied? I'm like, I don't want to apply. I don't want to. <laughs> but they don't think it's a real job. So you need community who will be there for you. They may not know your history. They may not know everything about your childhood, but when your creativity, your creativity finds better expression around those people, cherish them. Don't take them for granted. Your success depends on them. Yeah, it does. So community is important, especially for that reason, for Nigerian creatives. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, we're just going to some quick questions okay. and, um, like, are there, okay. So in, would you, like, how would you classify your own, um, niche of mm-hmm. content creation? Cause I don't know. It's quite, so how do you classify it i've uh, I've decided to not classify it okay yeah because uh i went through a long season of asking myself what am i Mm. what am i am i a motivational speaker am i a teacher am i a content creator am i what am i but i've come to a point where i'm asking less what's and more wise and that's how i arrived at saying i want to inspire people to do the things that inspire them so some of the things that are important to me very important is with all the content i put out is i want to communicate you know the importance of identity and then secondly the importance of sufficiency that's knowing that what you have is enough no matter how small it is and three the importance of community so with all the content i put i want these three Things to be like the foundation exactly to flow through everything so those are like so i'm asking more wise and i've been bothered about the niche thing but not as much anymore because that's not what's important right now okay it's why i do what i do i've decided to just float and i'm fine <laughs> yeah. all right so i will be running up really very soon but uh what advice do you have for budding creatives who just don't know where to start from and people who genuinely know, like, they have an idea of what they want. Mm-hmm. They have an idea of who they are. But then at the back of their minds, there's this self-doubt yeah. just there, like, keep mm-hmm. pushing them and giving them, you know, mixed feelings yeah. and mixed signals. Yeah. And like, I was there for almost three months or through January, I think October to December last year. And yeah. getting out of it took, <laughs> yeah. it took a lot. Mm-hmm. But then do you have a, like, what, what would advise you for people in this particular situation? Because um, I think a good number of creatives today, even mm-hmm. the developed ones, are still there. That's It's interesting that you'd say that. Because I was just about to say that before I give any advice, I want everyone who hasn't started to know that it doesn't go away. <laughs> the self-doubt doesn't go I promise it doesn't go away when you have 10,000 followers is there when you have a hundred thousand is still there um the only difference is when you have a hundred thousand then you it's not just self-doubt it's imposter syndrome it's like you're scared that you're going to get exposed as a fraud you feel like you don't deserve what you have like you just got here by chance mm. and that uh, you're like on life support and you will soon run out and everybody will know that you don't deserve it and you'll be exposed you know so it never goes away in one form or another self-doubt will continue to exist but you have to act in spite of it 
if um so don't take community for granted that's what i would tell any creative bankole williams said that there there may be no jobs but there's always work right so look for work to do look for work to do if you don't know what to do volunteer like look for someone who already does what you do and try to support them in any way that you can do work for them do work for them for free watch their process i think a lot of young people look for mentors and uh it's almost like they lay their entire lives at the foot of the mentor yeah rather you know like they don't even say specifically this is what i want to learn they just go i want you to mentor me like what does that mean and then the person sort of pours himself into them you know and they don't have their own identity exactly so that's a problem so you need to it's in it's in offering value that we realize our own value do you understand as you give of yourself as you give of yourself you find out oh i can't do this oh i can't do that oh i can do this other thing that i didn't know i could do so find ways to give yourself away to the people that matter and just that that's this is one thing that every beginner hates to hear because like what do you mean just that and how do i start on all those questions that's what it means it means just that if you need to so uh i've been doing this for what 11 months and most people don't know this but the the lights i use to make my videos were borrowed the lights i still use you know when i first started i borrowed them from a friend she wasn't using them as much so I, I would borrow, film, return, borrow, because I used to film in the night, because I had an eight to five, so I yeah. could only film in the night, so I needed lights. I'd borrow, return the next day, borrow again, you know, stuff like that. One day she's like, yo, you use these lights more than I do, so you keep them. If I ever need them, I'll ask for them. And that's just how it's been. So you might look at a content, a Salem King game and think, oh my gosh, oh. he has lights, <laughs> he has iPhone, he has, you know, but, you know i just decided to do something and sort of you know the how do i put it the elements start to align in my favor you know everything conspires to just make it work what i want to do so that's what i think you should do you should take steps uh, in the direction of where you want to go just just start all right um so a couple of more questions and yeah. um yeah, the way i've been saying more questions is like it's a interrogation <laughs> but um so I remember from um, your session with Ashley, the Insta live chat, mm-hmm. you talked about service mm-hmm. and you mentioned it just now on finding yourself through service. I, yeah. Like, uh, so personally, I started with um, a couple of people in Akure teaching them how to design. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this thing can actually go way more than this because I realized that every time I brought people together to teach them the little things I know, mm-hmm. it opened up a space in me to want to learn more. Yeah. And I started to see that people run away from this. And I'm like, this is the only way you can probably grow into a better person. Mm-hmm. So why not just mm-hmm. go ahead and share the wisdom you have, the yeah. little one you have, because yeah. as you're sharing it, someone else is telling you, oh, I think you can try it this way yeah. and it works. Yeah. But then many people don't like, a lot of people want to run away. Like they don't want to go through the so-called difficult type mm-hmm. task and want to just attain that level. Yeah. I mean, is, is our generation is obsessed with shortcuts so much you know um and when we talk about people we talk about their successes and we don't talk about their failures that's why i push the concept of the progress story like i push it so much i tell my friends tell your progress story tell your progress say that you failed say that you wrote an exam and you failed post it on instagram (laughs) 
Do you understand? So we know that you're human. So we know that you don't. So when you succeed, they will know. Okay, this was what happened. Exactly. You know, because you never see a. We only see graduation posts on Instagram. You don't see the crying in the exam room. (laughs) Nobody says. Nobody talks about how the exam was and the exam was the worst part you know a lot of times at the point of writing an exam you want to walk back you want to say what's the worst that could happen if i don't get this degree yeah you know so there's four years that lead up to a degree but what everybody sees is your graduation Hmm. nobody sees the late nights nobody sees the days you didn't have any food to eat nobody sees the days when your parents couldn't send you money because things were hard at home and you had to find a way to just survive Nobody sees the days when your lecturers were being funny. You know, all of that. Nobody sees any of it. You just see the graduation. So even in success, like in life, uh, even with the questions we ask successful people when we meet them, we have that part wrong too. Because the only, the first question we ask is, how did you start? Or the first question is, how did you achieve what? Yeah. How did you do it? And we, we want to hear one magical answer. When, and every time they tell us it's consistency and hard work, we are mad because we feel no, it can't be consistent. Am I not consistent and hard working too? But it takes time. It takes time. There's something my dad will always tell me that he says, I shouldn't look for one big business deal. That will make me blow. I should take one thing, anything. He sees like he literally says anything, and just build it every day for a long time. You know, say there's money in photography, there's money in cooking, there's money in anything yeah. if you focus and do it for a long time. But I don't know if that's what <laughs> if we want to do that. So yeah. All right. So uh, this would be like uh, okay for you now. What's the? How do you? So we talked about doubt mm-hmm. and um, self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. But then do you think there is a point where you get to and not that you are completely free, but you are above it and you can say that, okay, now I think I'm fine, mm-hmm. but you still know the thing is there. But there, do you think there's a point like that? I can still say I'm fine, even though this thing is there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. So, um, there's always a state of transcendence, right? In anything. When you first start to drive, you're conscious of every single move. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're very conscious of your left turn, your right. You're very conscious. But when you've been driving for a long time, sometimes you're on the road for 20 minutes and you don't even remember. Your mind is not even focused on the driving. Your mind is on other things. Yeah, and your brain just drives on autopilot. Because you've gotten used to it over time. So I think that's what it is. If we get used to failure, if we become more okay, more comfortable with failing, over time, it becomes like our friend. <laughs> you know? I, I think I saw a book that uh, the title was Make Failure Your Friend. Yeah. And I was, I was mad in my mind. Like, like why, why would you say that? <laughs> like, why would you say that? But uh, I started to realize, okay, so I made... I think the second episode of this podcast mm-hmm. the title was um, um, Failure as a Teacher mm-hmm. and while I was talking about that particular episode I started to talk about most of my like, one of my biggest failures mm-hmm. while I started and after talking about it I realized that okay now I think talking about it gave me I think like a, a sort of gave me this power over it yeah because I feel okay now that I talked about it eh yeah, it has happened. Yeah. Do you know why you need to make failure your friend? Because it's setting to happen. Yeah. So failure is like the sun. 
it's a constant it has to happen yeah so you have to find a way around it if you have you have to go under the sun you have to either get sunglasses or a cap or an umbrella or a car or you have to find a way around you can't be like i hate the sun can we stop the sun from existing can i avoid the sun (laughs) do you understand you have to find it the only way around it is through you know so it's inevitable it's certain things that happen so that's why you need to make failure your friend not like we we like to fail (laughs) all right this has been a very interesting episode uh so just do you have any i don't say last words or do you have any final advice for the listeners um something you just want to say to them in person we finish yeah uh any final words well you cannot tell a story beyond your experiences you can't tell a story beyond your knowledge exposure and education so as much as possible expand that so you can give your brain more to work with when you have to tell a story or when you have to create something or when you have to solve a problem it's important for you to have an arsenal to pull from so as much as you can as a creative feed that with whatever with books content videos courses free courses anything just feed that uh, bank of knowledge so you have more to draw from when the opportunity comes and demands that of you because it will come awesome yeah all right so um just to finish up do you have uh are there programs you're planning or courses or classes you have coming up soon that you feel people should be aware of yes yes um none this year okay we we have closed shop for the year <laughs> but i just had a creative storytelling i just had a class in creative storytelling for social media in lagos last week uh i'll be having another in february uh i have another course that combines mobile video creation and creative storytelling there's an online version and there's also a physical version we're going in abuja and lagos if you're listening to this podcast and you want us to come to your city perfect (laughs) (laughs) reach out to me and we'll make that happen well that's it for now awesome so if people want to find you and see your works and see the things you do where should they go to say i'm salem kinging everywhere youtube instagram linkedin uh twitter salem kinging s-a-l-e-m-k-i-n-g-i-n-g all right thank you so much for doing this thank you it's been a wonderful time my pleasure all right for having me yeah so we've come to the end of the podcast and if this podcast has helped you in any way and you would want to support kindly do so by subscribing or just giving an honest feedback about this particular podcast thank you so much for listening and um, i'll see you on wednesday